Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Millennial Business Podcast, brought to you by Millennial Girls Media, where we teach you how to live, lead, create, and earn like a millennial. Our generation knows that technology and the way people do business over the next few years is going to blow your mind. So, if you want to stay up to date and relevant in this ever-changing world, strap in and get ready for the ride of your life. I'm your host, Taylor Victoria, and I'm going to teach you how millennials do business. All right, guys, welcome back to episode 15 of the Millennial Business Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with my brand new business partner and absolutely epic millennial, uh, Yoka Desuert. And I said that correct. You said it correct. Yes! <laughs> guys, I have a bit of an issue with uh, saying names correctly. I'm not great at pronouncing most names, so... Um, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Yoko. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So guys, Yoko and I have recently, literally last week, um, decided to uh, launch a brand new business together, which we're going to tell you a little bit about more towards the end of the episode. So stay tuned if you want to hear about our new business. Um, first of all, Yoko, I would love for you to explain to our audience a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. because. You're at a pretty epic place and I feel very honored to be your new business partner. So do you want to share with the audience a little bit about your story? Sure. Um, it's, well, a rather complicated story. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a straightforward, um, well, career path. Mm-hmm. Um, I started out at age 15 as a television producer. Then I was in music for a couple of years. Um, I started my first company online when I was 19. And now I'm 27 and I'm on my third company. And so I run a digital marketing agency where we basically help brands and entrepreneurs tell stories in a digital world. And that is everything from social media strategies to paid advertising online and making sure that the entire story and how they represent themselves online matches up. Amazing. Um, Yeah. Super cool. I want to jump back to... You didn't. I, I know your story and how you uh, a little bit more detail. First of all, take us through you being a TV producer at the age of fifteen. That's pretty epic, and that's not something that a lot of people uh, would have the experience uh, or have the chance to do, um, and potentially wouldn't be trusted to do at the age of fifteen. But you were. You were producing your own TV show by 16, was it? Yeah, or 15, 16, yeah. something like that. And, well, I just was very fortunate that when I was 15, um, national television in Belgium organized sort of competition mm-hmm. to find 20 creatives between 14 and 18 to come work for them. So they had a lot of programs for kids or for adults, and they didn't have any programs that were for youth. Yeah. Um, so they were looking for actual young people to come in and tell them like, what kind of programs would you want us to make? Mm-hmm. And so a bunch of people applied, and through like the entire process of interviews and workshops and all that, I got picked mm-hmm. to be one of the 20 people. And then by that summer, I was working full-time for national television and got the chance to like produce an actual TV show, yeah. um, which was insane because I was 16 yeah. at the point and like <laughs> leading 75 adults as my team. Um, crazy. And then for the next three years, I stayed on and did a lot of different projects. Like I wrote articles for news websites. I did radio, uh, more TV, like a bunch of stuff during those three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did like I say I was lucky, but it also 
did take a lot of hard work. Like I spent my time after school working. Mm -hmm. I spent every summer working. Yeah. To the point that eventually I was only going to school 20 hours a week while also working at the same time. Yeah. Wow. For for a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old, that's a that's a pretty big commitment because I know like going through school for me, that was already pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I think in that regard, I got very lucky that I'm a fast learner, yes. and I actually learned best by myself and mm-hmm. not in a classroom, so yeah. I just did all that at home, um, and then worked at the same time, and also there's a difference when you start working so young, because there's no pressure on you to actually make money, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big difference as well, yeah. although I did make money, it was never about that, it was very much just about, am I having fun, what am I learning? Yeah. And as soon as you pass like the 18 year mark, yeah. like the money that you're making, you're supposed to be living off. Yeah. And that gives a very different feeling and urgency to wanting to create business and all that. Whereas be, like prior to being 18, everything I did was just like my gut feel, following my gut feeling yeah. and doing what I actually enjoyed. Yeah. That's amazing. And yeah. that's, uh, not many people get to experience that in their life in the workforce because most yeah. people will go straight from school to either university or straight into working and so they straight away feel that pressure of okay they need to be earning the money to pay the bills to buy food to go out so it's amazing that at such a young age you had the opportunity to actually only do things that felt in alignment with you and felt right and felt like you were passionate and you loved it so that's really cool um and now your first business that you opened is this is super cool idea guys because basically yoka saw um, a need in the industry, in the music industry, because you had just finished studying your degree. It was actually during already. Okay, so during your degree, uh, music degree, and then uh, she saw a need and then basically built a super successful business around it. So share with the audience a little bit about that business and the concept of it, because I think it's really amazing. Yeah, it's a very easy business that anyone can set up, basically. (laughs) Um, So what happened was I was teaching music and I always had enough students and teaching music especially when you're um, in school like in university for music is uh, like everyone wants that job because it pays 25 30 dollars an hour compared to like flipping burgers at McDonald's <laughs> yeah um, so I had too many students actually that I started like redirecting towards like my fellow um, conservatory students and then at one point, like these other people in school, and like, but I never find students. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do it? And so I came up with this idea that I'm just gonna set up a website, and I'm gonna call it Pop Studio Rotterdam, and it's gonna be like this music school. Yeah. Whereas it wasn't even a physical thing; it was literally a website, and people yeah. could sign up for different instruments, um, could indicate what days they were available for classes, um, and then I would find a teacher near their home that would just teach them over there. But I would still take like commission on every hour that was taught. So it was not a one-off thing. It was not, I gave you a student, so you pay me. It was, I invoiced students and the teachers would invoice me. Mm. Um, And that grew, not from the start, because I also told you this, like I was 19, I launched a website and no one came to my website because I didn't understand that you had to drive traffic and you actually had to promote something, just having it wasn't enough. Yeah. So that took a while to figure out. Um, and then I did that for two or three years. Um, 
and then made my first very big business mistake. Mm -hmm. So yeah, which was I um, was traveling at the time, running my business, and I opened my business in the Netherlands. But I'm originally from Belgium, so while I was traveling, I didn't have an address in the Netherlands, and I got a call from the Chamber of Commerce saying that I couldn't have my business there if I was traveling, like if I didn't live there. And mm -hmm. I just said at 21, like, don't worry about it. I'll just transfer it to Belgium and, like, the same structure um, and put it on my mom's address. And I did that, like, within a week. I transferred everything, and I didn't check VAT and tax laws. And so the next month, 80% of my profit wasn't there anymore. Oh, <laughs> because, wow. Yeah, the tax laws are very different in both countries, and yeah. that had to come from, like, my commission. I couldn't, like, my students yeah, were still yeah, paying yeah. the same amount, my teachers were still charging the same amount, and the couple of percentages of commission I had on top of that, that's where all those extra taxes and social security mm -hmm. VAT had to come from. Yeah. So, like, within five weeks of getting that call, like, my business just went, went under. Well, yeah. like, it didn't, I still had, like, 20%, like, from yeah. what I had before, but I was like... I need to scale this so massively, yeah. which wouldn't be possible in one city, yeah. um, to still like make the same amount of money. Mm. And I was traveling time and just like was like, no, I don't. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're you from there decided that you wanted to go go into the advertising industry and um, yeah, took marketing. a couple of jobs in the marketing agencies and um, different agencies. Got some different experience around that. Um, and eventually decided you wanted to branch out on your own, right? And yeah. what, tell us a little bit about that because I know you, compared to other people, have a very different mindset um, when it comes to getting new clients. Not everyone has the same mindset that Yoka has and she uh, has helped me just within working with her for a couple of weeks, weeks has helped to shift my mindset so much. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that so that we yeah. can help to transform the audience's mindset as well. Yeah, it's actually super simple. Um, and even for me, like when I realized it, I was like, no, give me that simple. And like your ego kicks in and goes yeah. like, no, I need way more. So I run a digital marketing agency and right now I am working on a website, but like I started it, I didn't have a website, I didn't have landing pages, um, I didn't even have an email list, like I had nothing. Yeah. And all I did was just LinkedIn and like reach out to people. And that's basically it. And yeah. I always tell people like, especially if you want to start a service-based business, find skills you already have, build a monthly retainer sort of system mm. around it so you don't have to continuously keep looking for new one-off clients. Yeah. And then just reach out to everyone, yeah. but literally everyone, yeah. and ask. That's as simple as it gets. Like ask um, if they need someone, if they could use help and... A lot more people say yes than you expect them to mm, um, and that's it and then literally repeat that <laughs> and then start worrying about I need a website or I need yeah. a system to get leads I'm at the point where I now go like I would want to automate this I don't yeah. want to keep reaching out to people but to get started mm. that's the best way to go and to yeah. validate like the idea that you have mm. if you cannot find someone to convert if you just ask people which is the most direct way to do it then you're not going to be able to convert people on a landing page either because that's way less personal yeah. and way easier to click out mm -hmm. of or click away. Yeah. Um, whereas if you ask, ask someone personally, 
Um, I think like a good way to start is like messaging people, mm. but then try to get them on a call, especially if it's like a video call where they can see you or even take a meeting and just like sit with them. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as they realize that you're a person with your own story and like you know you're skilled at what you do, yeah. there's very little reason for them to say no if they need that service. Yeah, totally. And that's one thing that I actually also did when I started my business. Like I didn't have a website when I started. I just reached out to family and friends to see if anyone needed any help with their social media marketing. Um, but do you want to share with the audience what sort of clients you were trying to attract when you first started? Because like for me, I was focusing very much on like small businesses who like it felt comfortable yeah. for me to focus on small things at the start. Well, you comfortable. <laughs> That's like the opposite. Like I never go for comfortable because then I'm like I cannot grow, I cannot learn anything. Yes. But to be fair, like when I just started by myself, mm -hmm. I just started reaching out to everyone. I wasn't like thinking I'm gonna land really big clients. Mm -hmm. But then opportunities came along and I thought like, oh, I'm, if I can land really big accounts, mm. then the other ones will come more easily. Yeah. Um, so while I was doing that, like within the first, I think two weeks that I started my own uh, business, I, by reaching out to people, I got news of the fact that Samsung in Belgium mm -hmm. was looking for a consultant on social media and influencer marketing. Mm. And at that point, like, maybe I went about it a bit, bit in a chaotic <laughs> way. I wasn't like, I'm going to build an agency. I was like, I'm going to start for myself. I'm going to start freelancing. I'm going to do yeah. all this stuff. So it was in-house consulting um, with the day rate and all that. And as soon as I heard that, um, I was like, I need to get that. Yes. Even though that, like, the person at the age, like, you have, like, recruitment agencies, even for, like, freelancers and all that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure, if they have bigger clients, I don't mind them taking, like, 10% off my day rate. Yeah. I don't mind. Um, and so the lady that was in charge of the Samsung account mm -hmm. actually told me on the phone that she thought I wasn't right for the job because I was too junior. And she sat in on my meeting with Samsung yeah. and came out of that and was like, that's the best pitch wow. I've ever been to. <laughs> but the thing is, like, that's also me. Like, I go for jobs that are outside of my comfort zone, but I prepare so well. Yes. Like, I took a proper three days to go, like, I did a full audit of everything they were working on. So by the wow. time that I got in the meeting, and that's an audit that I now sell for like a couple of thousand euros, yeah. like I did that and so that when I came into that meeting, I knew everything. I knew the influencers they were already working with. I knew what kind of engagement rate they had on everything. Mm. And it was to the point that like I have a MacBook yeah. like you do. Yeah. I went into Samsung. <laughs> I took a notebook. I was like, I am not going to show up with a MacBook ah, at Samsung. Smart. Like, I, that, I, was, that. I was that well prepared. Um, and so I came out of that meeting and I just knew that I landed the job. Like, yeah. I knew that I had that gig. And then I said no to all the other offers I got for three weeks because I was waiting back from them. And I was yeah. just like, I know that this went well. And maybe, like, some people were like, that's a little crazy. Like, you've been waiting mm. for three weeks. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I felt it like in my yeah. gut yeah. that this was it. And I knew that if I got Samsung, 
everything else would follow. Easily. So I yeah. said no to everything else and I landed the Samsung gig. Yeah. And then as soon as I changed on my LinkedIn profile that I was consulting Samsung, I literally got like two or three people to reach out to me every week just on LinkedIn. Wow. Going like, what are you doing after Samsung? Or could you do this for us? Or could you do that for us? Just by landing a deal. Because people like trust that if yeah, you do yeah, this yeah. for a bigger brand, that you know your stuff. Yeah. Um, and I knew that going in, that if I land a big account, all the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of how I also afterwards, by working with agencies that then also work with Samsung creative agencies and all that, by the time that I landed here in Bali, I opened up my email and it was literally like an email of Spotify Belgium <laughs> wants to work with you and it's very like it's copywriting it's like making sure that Dutch campaigns for the net uh, for the Netherlands translate into Flemish stuff yeah. but um, it's very different than what I did for Samsung yeah but again it's another like bigger brand that yeah. I can mention to smaller brands to sort of instill that trust yeah um, and also to sh- and also to show them that you are uh, like you're an authority in the industry. You're someone yeah. who knows what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that is so unique because not many people would have the confidence in themselves to do something like that and straight out just go for Samsung and then turn down all the other offers for three weeks because you're yeah. so confident yeah, that but, you got that. But it's funny because everyone like, you just go for it and you're so confident. I was literally so scared during those three <laughs> weeks. And if you talk to my mom, she will confirm this because I called her every single day going, what the fuck am I doing? like literally freaking out wow. because I was like should I just say yes to all these other things and should I but then I, at the same time she didn't say anything like uh-huh. she was just there to like listen to uh-huh. me complain um, while I also went no but I know this meeting went well it cannot and like going back and forth and then in the end it paid off and yeah. it's sort of the same now with us launching a new service mm-hmm. and everything like you go through these ups and downs where yeah. you're like this is the best thing ever mm-hmm. and then like at the same time like I I never doubt myself as much as during like a launch. Yeah. Like you know this will work. You know people need this. Yeah. And at the same time you go like this is like who am crazy. I to get this? This is crazy. Who am yeah. I for people to trust me to do this for them? And like it's always there. You just yeah. become way better at ignoring it. Yeah. Not necessarily I wouldn't maybe say ignoring it, but trusting your intuition more than trusting the little voices in your head that make you doubt yourself. You, yeah, that also, but for me, it's very much like, it's there, and I don't want to deal with it. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. It's very much like, because I know it's not true. Yeah. It's sort of the same way that you, like, talked about, we took photos together yes. for the website, and I get uncomfortable in front of the camera, and yes. you said, like, just pretend the photographer is, like, an annoying guy at a bar that tries to pick you up, and you're not interested. Just ignore it. That is me with my negative self-talk. I'm like, I know it's there. I it's not real and it's not something I want to spend time on. Yes. So okay. I just go as if it's the annoying guy at the bar and I'm ignoring it and that's it. That's one good piece of advice, guys. Yeah. If you ever need to ignore something, if it's you're a girl, if you're a girl, just pretend <laughs> that it's that annoying guy at the bar that won't stop flirting with you, won't yeah. stop trying to buy you a drink and you've said no five times and he still is just like pestering you and just hanging around yeah. like a bad smell. It's yeah. a, but it's the same thing, like, for example, if you have kids 
instead of like constantly, you're start laughing because you can't talk about this yesterday. <laughs> if you constantly go like, no, 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 on bad behavior, you're giving them attention and they mm-hmm. will keep doing it. Whereas if you sort of ignore bad behavior, mm-hmm. not everything, but like in the beginning, just ignore it, but then reinforce good behavior, mm-hmm. they will start doing good stuff like way quicker than yeah, if you constantly yeah, yeah. say no 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 because you're still giving them attention uh, yes. um, and it's the same for, felt for me with like negative thought patterns yeah where I just like it is there I'm not saying it's not there yeah I'm just not interacting with it yeah I love that I think that's something I probably do as well but just haven't really thought about because like I do have little negative voices in my head but the positive, happy voices are like so much yeah, louder. Yeah, you're, you're just a very bubbly person <laughs> by yourself, which I am like, I have my moments, but not like you, uh, which is lovely. But for me, like negative self-talk is a very big thing for me. Yeah. Like, um, and it wasn't until like two, three years ago that I started noticing it. Mm-hmm. And so now I like work with affirmations, like my mirrors always mm-hmm. have like a lot of affirmations on them. And I like just try to redirect all that energy mm. towards something positive. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying that it's not there. Yeah. Just redirecting what I spend. Yeah, exactly. On. Well, I think any any time you're thinking about the past or you're thinking about ne- bad negative things, like you're literally holding yourself in that place. Whereas it happens to me sometimes, like when I think about things that have happened in the past, if they made me really feel sad. And then I'm like, okay, if I'm putting time and energy into focusing on the past, past, then I'm not putting that into focusing on my future. And my future is what excites the shit out of me. And my past is like what I don't want to be spending time on. I want to always be moving forwards and growing and becoming a better person. So why would I, like I always try to read yeah, it's redirecting, well. and I think the most important thing, especially nowadays, like everyone's like, good vibes only, and I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. We all have like, essentially, all of us, optimism doesn't really like exist. We all have like so many thoughts a day, and most of them are negative because uh-huh. they're supposed to keep you safe. They're supposed to like keep you yeah. in those same pattern. Comfort zone. Yeah, because you've survived until now. So yeah. your brain goes like, if you survive until now with all these patterns, let's keep that because mm-hmm. then you'll survive the next day. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you cannot break certain patterns. Mm. But it's all about being aware that those negative thoughts are there, and then cleaning up like the mess um, from the past. You should deal with like. Yeah. certain things that have happened to you but there's a difference between dealing with it or being stuck in it yeah and letting like it, people don't realize how much of their energy is wasted mm. by constantly thinking about stuff that has happened or might happen in the yeah. future um, and that's why I always go like it's really like it is simple like the process of, of life and a business can be really simple yeah it becomes as difficult as you want to make it yeah totally I totally agree. Um, and I want to change directions a little bit now. I love that we touched on mindset and sort of all of that stuff because it's so important in business to focus on yourself and doing the inner work because it comes out in your business. Um, I 100% think that. But I want to change track a little bit now um, because basically in your business at the moment, video is king right video is everything everyone needs to be producing videos everyone is trying to hack the system and figure out how they can produce the most videos possible and i love that you have the experience in the tv industry because that is so important 
um, you have so much knowledge that you can share with the audience. And so I would love to get some more sort of uh, tactical advice um, around video because I think that's the main thing that in 2020 we're going to be focusing on for our businesses, yeah. for our business that we co-founded. Um, and I think a lot of business owners are starting to realize that it's what they need to focus on as well. So if there's a business owner who's just starting out or someone who has their own personal brand and they're just starting out, um, in terms of creating videos um, when you are just starting out and um, starting to build your brand, is there any sort of tactical advice that you have for business owners that are at that stage um, of their business and how they can um, make them amazing or sort of hack the system or anything like that? Yeah, so first of all, yes, I do have like experience in TV, very different concept than like online video. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're just getting started, I think the thing what most people struggle with is that they like are getting ready to get ready. So yeah. I always just tell people, get started, like just start producing yeah. video because you will have to learn along the way. Even like if I give you 10 tips now, like you're still going to have to start and yeah, then yeah, yeah. make mistakes yeah. to yeah, learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, equipment isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. You can literally make videos with your every uh, iPhone or Samsung smartphone in general like has a really good camera, mm -hmm. even better than most like DSLR cameras nowadays. Yeah. So you could just start shooting stuff on your phone. If you're shooting for Instagram, make sure that you turn it um, so that it has the right dimensions. And then just you already have a lot of knowledge mm. and like knowledge on the topic that you're um, in, in your industry or whatever you have a lot of knowledge about that that you take for granted um, so I would start with maybe making short videos like with top 10 questions that your audience has mm -hmm. or that you get a lot from clients just make like short videos for each question that you can share on social um, just to get started yeah um, once you're like you're already going um, I would say it's look at it from a more um, strategic way yep. and optimize your time. So mm -hmm. creating video is very time consuming, especially when you're just getting started or if you're a perfectionist like me and you have to do it 20 <laughs> times. Um, but I would say like look at Gary Vee's content model yeah. and start creating larger um, long-form content which can be your video for example do YouTube mm. same thing with the questions but then make one video of all those questions that mm -hmm. you can put on YouTube and then repurpose it mm -hmm. to make a blog post with all those questions and then cut it up in like smaller snippets yeah. that you can then you have 10 videos for social media that mm -hmm. you can share yeah. and that will save you a lot more time um, than having to do each video like I will do this question today and yes. I will do that question like um, create one piece of it and even yeah. like then when you have like four ideas for YouTube videos longer form uh, videos yeah. you can just record all of them in one day mm. cut everything up and then you're good to go for like a month yeah just change your outfit yeah <laughs> exactly and I love I love the idea of the like the 10 questions that uh, your audience might potentially have because that's actually answering objections that people might have like yeah. you can literally answer the objections that people will have to working potentially working with you and so then there's not going to be as much friction as to them making their decision if they want to work with you yeah. or not because they already know the answer to all the questions that they already had because they just watch your youtube or they just went to your instagram page yeah. and like watch all your videos on your instagram page so that's like a really 
I think a very smart idea, firstly for like just creating some great content, but yeah. also for helping your clients or potential clients to trust you more with exactly. the process. Um, and so then if someone has been creating videos for a while and they have a bit more um, knowledge um, and expertise in, in video editing and creating content, is there any tips and tricks or any advice that you might have for those sort of people that um, really want to take things to the next level in 2020? And um, because like video marketing is going to be the thing that differentiates businesses yeah. in 2020. It's just, you, you can't deny it anymore. It's just going to be the thing. So what advice would you give for people who potentially already have a bit of experience, but they really want to take it to the next level? Yeah, well, then it's about perfection. Like, it's about perfecting yep. what's already there. And where we're now, first we were talking about, like, create one YouTube video and then cut it up. And, like, and that's great for, like, um, organic content. But each platform has their own, like, sort of way that people consume yeah. content. Um, so, as I said, Instagram is very much, like, you need to get to the point, like, mm -hmm. really quickly. And then there are techniques of, like, just put like something attention grabbing within the first three seconds and then yeah. like, people watch and then put that again at the end because that's yeah. like the point of your video. Um, there's so many like things that you could do. SEO research, for example. Yes. Um, which is also something that I do for my clients mm -hmm. and that's where we're not changing what you are talking about, but depending on like how big, for example, you already are on YouTube, mm -hmm. um, YouTube's a search engine. So yeah. people are not, unless they know you, are not going to type in your name and find you on there. Yeah. So you need to make sure that like the way that your title is structured and description and tags and everything is structured is that people can actually find you on there. Yeah. Um, so you could be creating really great videos and having like 50 views on them because you're just not optimizing it for that yeah. platform. Um, so that's another thing that people could do, making sure that you have thumbnails for your videos, for example, and that yeah. everything is looking professional. Um, and then just like scaling it. Mm -hmm. Again, video production in itself is time consuming. All the editing that's involved with it, like mm -hmm. that's where most people go like, that's where I draw the line. I can't yeah. do more than four videos a month because it's yeah. just like, I don't have the time to edit all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, and especially if you are creating content for social media, like these days, um, I think it's 70 or 80% of people watch video with yeah. no sound on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah, because um, most of them, like especially Instagram, it's like when you're waiting somewhere or yeah. even like people do it in meetings. Yeah. Like, it's not <laughs> like at work when you're just like scrolling under the table and like you're, you cannot put the sound on. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that's actually a good thing to mention. Like, subtitles and captions yeah. is super important. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Those, that's something that maybe when you're just starting out you don't have the time or money to invest to get someone else to do it yeah. um, but if you really want to take things to the next level you need to be having subtitles um, having like a header on the top of the on the video is often yeah. also very effective especially for Instagram because it gives people sort of a snapshot idea as to what the video is going to be about and if they want to watch it or not um, in I think you've got like three seconds within yeah, the first like it's crazy so um, cool well I feel like now is a good time to segue into our new business that we just launched last Thursday and share with you guys a little bit about what it is um, I will let you do the honors and share what it's about because it was 
Um, it was Yoka's idea and it's an absolutely epic idea. I love it. Um, but she, she came up with it, so I want to let you share it with the audience. Okay, awesome. So we're launching Unbind Video Productions. So yes. Unbind is my agency video productions, like the department that we started together, which will be offering unlimited video editing services for, well, anyone who needs it, but I'm mm -hmm. guessing like business owners, people who want to build a personal brand, coaches also, mm. and anyone who knows that they need more video content but they don't have the time to actually do the editing yeah. themselves or they don't have the skill. Mm. And especially when it comes to like different platforms, it's not just editing a video for YouTube anymore. We need to yes. repurpose it for Instagram or yeah. Facebook and all that. That can be very time consuming. Mm. So what we're going to be offering is uh, monthly service where you get a dedicated editor, a dedicated account manager. Mm -hmm. You can upload as many requests as you want um, and your editor will just work on them like as a conveyor belt. Yeah. They will start on one um, and as soon as that's done they'll move on to the next. You mm -hmm. get unlimited revisions. If you're not happy with it, just talk to your account manager or your editor and they will make it work. Um, and we'll be offering that for like a fixed fee so yeah. that you know upfront how much you're going to be paying. Whereas if you would be working with freelancers, the mm. more video you produce or the, the more, more, more revisions you need, you're going to yeah. be paying on an hourly rate and like it can like become much more expensive than you initially thought. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I guess the reason that, um, that we're doing this guys is because uh, we both Especially here in Bali, we know so many people that need video content and they want to be producing a lot of it, but they don't have the time, firstly, to um, deal with the editors and send it back for however many revisions. And so we've sort of tackled that um, issue in, in the way that you'll have one um, account manager and one dedicated editor so that they know you don't have to keep telling them over and over again, this yeah. is my colors, this is the sort of look and feel that I want for my video. Um, and yeah, like unlimited revisions and unlimited video editing for a fixed monthly cost is just, for me, it's like, it's an insanely cool idea because send us however many videos you want and we'll edit them. Yeah. And I also think it's like important to mention that like, I have like over 12 years of experience in total mm. You've been running your business for two years in yeah. social media. Like we know because this is not like the first editing service out there, but yeah. we have the actual marketing experience yeah. to know like what formats are needed uh, for social and yeah. also to know like not to place the titles too low because it will overlap with a swipe or like yeah. simple, it seems really simple, mm. but there are a lot of these services out there and they will just literally like take your YouTube video and like redo it for Instagram and still has like the subscribe button for YouTube on there, like oh, stuff like that. And so like that's important <laughs> to mention also like, you're not just getting like yeah. a dedicated editor and account manager, you're getting 40 plus years of experience yeah. where we actually train our people yes. to make videos for all different platforms. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be epic guys. It's going to be really freaking cool and I'm so excited because to celebrate the launch of our new business, we decided to do a giveaway. So what we're, what we're giving away is one full year of completely free unlimited video editing services with all the extra add-ons. So you'll get um, thumbnails, thumbnails uh, subtitles on all of the you um, all of the videos. You'll get um, stock footage and images and stuff to use. 
you get um, the extended time is also yes. important to mention. So even like for example, if you're a coach and you want to launch an online course, yeah, and you don't want to edit that yourself, we can do that for you. In the standard plan, you will have 30 minutes of video output per request. So you can send in 10 hours of video, yeah. and we will make 30 maximum 30 minutes uh, of finished product yeah. per request. Yeah. Uh, whereas with the add-on, you can go up to like an hour of yeah. video output. So if you're making a video course, like that's ideal for you, and mm -hmm. that's also something we're giving away to the person that wins yeah. one year for free. Yeah, exactly. So if you basically, if you're a coach and you know you really need to, in 2020, be producing heaps of video and you also want to um, also want to be producing more online courses or stuff like that, um, this giveaway would be perfect for you if you win because you get everything included. Um, with the normal subscription, so we have just like the flat rate and then we have the added extra things that you can add on per month. Um, but the competition is to win a full year of everything, all of the things that we offer, which is really, Really exciting um, because who wouldn't want a full year of free video yeah. editing, right? It's, yeah, it's over 10,000 euros it's, worth of services that we're giving away for free. Which is insane. Yeah. 10,000 euros. And it's also just to prove that we're very confident in yes, what we're doing. Exactly. Um, and we're like ready to stick with you through mm. all the stuff that you need. Um, before we, like when you do the onboarding, you'll get a document from us asking about your brand, what kind of videos you need. It's, it will be like, there will be a lot of questions and it's just because we want to match you with yeah. the creative duo that fits your needs the best. Yeah, exactly. So, God, and especially like for, we have a lot of Australian listeners on the podcast. So guys, for your Australian listeners, it's worth like, I'm really bad with conversion, but I think I looked at the, <laughs> the Australian dollar know. the other day and it's down to like, for the... Compared to the US, it's down to like a dollar sixty-three. I mean, sixty-three cents. Wow. Which is like ridiculously low. So this yeah. prize, basically, what I'm trying to say in very bad way because I don't know it's the product conversion. Yeah, it's nearly what I'd say it would be worth around fifteen thousand Australian dollars. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Um, and you guys could get that for free. So um, if you want to enter the competition. You can head to our website, which is www.unboundvideoproductions.com forward slash giveaway. Yeah. I'm not going to spell that out because I trust you guys. Actually, I'll spell unbound for you. U-N-B-O-U-N-D. Videoproductions.com forward slash giveaway. I trust you guys to be able to spell video and productions <laughs> and giveaway. Um, if you can't... Do we want you winning our competition? Not so sure. <laughs> um, but I think that is a good note to wrap up on, guys. Um, Yoka, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You have so much knowledge and amazing um, stuff to share with the world. And I feel so privileged to have you um, in my life now and be um, a partner to your amazing business idea. So thank you for coming on the show. It's my pleasure, and likewise. <laughs> um, guys, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to subscribe, share it on your Instagram stories if you enjoyed it. Um, share Yoka's amazing knowledge with everyone. Tag me in the stories. Oh, where can people find you online? 
Uh, probably Instagram is the best place to go. Yes. And I will spell it out because my <laughs> name is a Dutch name and people get it wrong all the time. Yes. So just go to I am Yoko de Swift, which is I A M J O K E D E S W E R T. Okay, amazing. So, guys, if you have any questions in regards to video editing um, or about our new Unbound video productions that we're launch, we've just launched, um, about anything that happened in the episode today, Shoot Yoko a message on Instagram. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, and if you don't have any questions, hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. Want even more millennial business insights and to connect with like-minded business owners from around the world? Join our Facebook community for tips on how to take your business to the next level and chat with myself and other listeners. All you have to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Millennial Girls Media Gang to be a part of this wonderful community. For show notes and downloads, head to www.themillennialbusinesspodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's guest and me. If you enjoyed this week's show, would you just take a screenshot and post it to your Insta story? I know this episode could help so many other business owners to see the amazing changes that they can make to grow their business exponentially. Until next time, my awesome listeners, keep chasing your big business goals and thank you so much for tuning in to the Millennial Business Podcast.